Welcome to the relaunch of Mortgageonomics Canada. You are listening to episode one, and I am your host, Marco Gello. Mortgageonomics Canada is a podcast dedicated to the discussion of finance and its definitive role in a capitalist society, with primary focus on Western Canada, particularly Vancouver and Calgary, and sometimes Edmonton. Why these cities? Firstly, because I was born and raised in Calgary and started my mortgage business there in 2004. Then in 2011, I relocated my entire family and expanded to Vancouver. Simply put, my business is heavily invested in Calgary and Vancouver. So really, this podcast is an avenue to reach out and stay connected to my clients. But also, it's a motive to keep me on top of my game with the economic and real estate vibe of Western Canada. I don't have a significant client base in Edmonton, but definitely enough to warrant some consideration on this podcast. I'll talk about everything from the oil and gas rich region of Alberta to the bustling port of Metro Vancouver and somehow tie it in with mortgage financing or what I like to refer to as the building blocks of capitalism. I think we all tend to forget and need to be reminded that most of our economy is heavily fueled on the ability of Canadian citizens and corporations to finance their ambitions and initiatives. So on this podcast, we will talk primarily on the average Canadian and his or her ability to finance residential properties. Okay, so let's get at it. Today, we're going to talk about an article that you may have seen on one of your social media outlets or more recently seen on CBC News Calgary. Apparently, millennials uh, in Calgary have figured that owning real estate isn't worth it. In fact, though they can afford it, even though they can afford the down payment and comfortably qualify for a mortgage, they think it's smarter to rent instead. So I would really like to know how many young Calgarians were polled for this survey. But regardless of the count, uh, I'm going to bring on John Durrell from Maxwell Realty in Calgary, and uh, we'll talk more on that issue. Also, on every podcast, I'm going to feature a short segment on mortgage products and qualification tips. And uh, we're going to call it the Mortgage Minute. So uh, we're definitely going to try and keep it under a minute. And to stay on point with this episode's talk on buying or renting in Calgary, we'll talk about how to qualify for a mortgage to purchase a rental property. Seeing that there may be an influx of affluent renters in the Calgary market, this might be an opportunity for an investor to uh, pick up a duplex and turn a positive monthly cash flow. All right, let's go back to that article, um, the CBC News article there. Um, So, yeah, really change in pace, you know, from a news and information standpoint. So here we are. We have uh, millennials in Vancouver and Toronto probably getting together with their parents to talk about renewing their leases in their basements, right? And then you have their Calgary counterparts, boasting that they would rather rent than buy even though they can afford to buy so yeah pretty outrageous i i really thought that argument was dead in the water right but apparently not not too surprising um calgary uh you know that this article came from Cal- calgary has a uh the youngest demographic or the youngest uh median age in canada so uh 36 years i think is the average median age so um, you know, it, it, that's maybe that age very thought provoking on ideas and concepts and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. This is how I quantify rent versus purchase. Disclaimer I'm a mortgage broker and I'm heavy on the purchase side. 
But uh, rent versus purchase, I mean, the, the baseline, I'll go with the baseline in the article, and that's uh, $1,700 a month in rent. Um, yeah, right off the get-go, like, I mean, $1,700 going straight to the landlord. That, that's like paying 100% interest, right? Of, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, to me, that's stupidity. Uh, that same $1,700 could net you a mortgage of about $350,000. And uh, of that $1,700, uh, according to today's competitive interest rates, $930 would go towards the interest, okay? And the, the balance of 770 would go towards principal. So $1,700 rent versus $1,700 mortgage, uh, it's a, it's a no-brainer to me. I don't I don't get it. I, either I'm missing something here, but uh, I think the argument is done right here, right? But a few more value points um, that maybe will solidify that argument. But uh, and, and here's you know here's the one obvious one, and everyone knows that uh, real estate is uh, cyclical, right? And, uh, but, but one thing I think we forget about is there are cycles within the cycles. And, uh, those are the ones, if you're lucky enough to be in that phase or that time period, uh, or that event, um, you can experience incredible, incredible gains. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, unprecedented gains. So if you look at the long-term, uh, cycle of real estate, which financial planners will continuously remind us of. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's like 4 5 6% or something silly like that. But if you look at the cycles within the cycles, um, you know, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's what you keep your eyes on the prize, right? Like, I mean, been there. And I, I think everyone has, uh, a lot of people have been in, in one of these uh, favorable cycles especially if uh, you're my generation. I'm 44 years old. I think, I think I'm a Gen Xer. So uh, yeah, it's been good times. And I know what goes up must come down. But uh, uh, that, that's one uh, experience that you will, uh, you will not have the opportunity to fulfill if you're renting, right? Um, forced savings plan. I mean, it's, it's one of the great... Uh, analogies for mortgage versus rent is uh with a mortgage it's it's forced i mean you're making the payments every month i think many people know if you miss a payment on your credit card um you won't get kicked out of your house right if you do so over a you know a couple of months three months in a row you'll get a hit on your credit report your credit score will come down and and yeah you continue to do that life can get miserable on financing side right but uh, if you do that on your mortgage, yeah, you'll be out on the street. Like a foreclosure will happen, you're out. So uh, people will avoid missing payments on their mortgage. And as a result of that, uh, it's, it's a forced accumulation of equity and savings. And over time, uh, there's some beautiful unintended consequences there. Uh, you, you may have quite a bit of equity in your home. Uh, you may have a paid off house. Or you may have refinanced it throughout the, the life of your, your property there uh, because you needed to, because life events occurred um, that, that needed money. And uh, a mortgage and, and a house can do that. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it could be a safeguard as well. So um, pride in ownership is uh, another wonderful thing. Um, 
not everyone hires someone to uh, paint their house and mow their lawn and, uh, you know, put splash tiles in their shower and change the faucet and doorknobs. A lot of people call that pride and ownership and they, uh, they, they do those things themselves and over time they save thousands of dollars. Uh, or if you have one of these amazing things called a dad, um, he can do that for you too, right? So as I've been very fortunate. Uh, renting a portion of your home out. This is another uh, great side feature effect uh, uh, side of owning a property. If you have a property that, that uh, has a rental suite, I mean, fantastic. Here you are on the main floor paying your principal interest mortgage. Meanwhile, you have Mr. and Mrs. Smith in the basement uh, paying you $1,200 a month. It's, that's great, right? And, and what an opportunity to accelerate yourself uh, to the next level of life and, and prosperity. So uh, another great angle there. So uh, just a few points that, that I wanted to touch on there. But you know what? Let's talk to uh, John Durrell. So I uh, connected with him a couple of days ago. We had a chat on the, the phone and uh, talking more about the real estate market in Calgary. So John is with Maxwell Canyon Creek Realty in uh, Calgary. And uh, yeah, we're going to chat a little bit about the uh, condo inventory and market in Calgary as well as a single family detached and also his thoughts on this argument or this article uh, to rent or to purchase so yeah let's chime in Wonderful. Uh, John, I uh, ran across this article and uh, I wanted to talk more about it with you being a, a realtor in Calgary and, and what your thoughts are on it. And it was, uh, I think it came out last week. It was January, yeah, January 23rd posted CBC News, the, the digital media portion there. Why young people who can afford it are choosing not to buy homes in Calgary. So kind of caught me off guard. Um, but then again, knowing that Calgary has the, uh, the youngest working population in the country, you know, comprised of millennials and generation Xers, um, not too surprising for them to have this kind of analysis, but, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Are are you seeing a lot of this, uh, you know, a lot of that younger population considering more buying than renting or renting than buying? Yeah. Um, so I'd be surprised. I'm surprised by the uh, by the uh, article uh, being focused on Calgary for that because um, it's not what I would see. I uh, um, have been seeing a lot of first-time buyers uh, through last year and and into this year, especially in the condo market. So most of the inquiries I get and most of the people that I've been dealing with in in, in buying. Uh, condo properties are uh, first-time buyers that would fit into that millennial demographic, without a doubt. So I am a little surprised at the at the article um, stating that. Um, you know, so it's a bit surprising overall just to to sort of hear that because I don't know where they're getting their data from or uh, uh, you know what what would be entailing those details, but uh, it's not exactly what I see. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I don't know how much of a, 
a driver. It is on reality. But, uh, you know, my, my advice, maybe it's a little biased because I'm in the industry as a mortgage broker and I'm, I'm assuming you as well as a realtor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I would always opt to purchase rather than uh, to rent. But um, that's it, yeah. it was it was interesting. Caught me off guard there. But, you know, w- what is your uh, demographic like? You know, I don't need hard stats here. They're probably hard to come by. But what, what do you see, you know, walking through your office? Is it is it baby boomers or, or predominantly or, or do you see a lot of young people? Because the way I see it right now, if you're a Calgarian and uh, you, you're about to purchase your first home, I would kind of look into that condo market, right? Like it's it's such a value yeah. point, like, you know, the good old buy low, you know, it's classic. Yeah. It's happening right now, right? Um, yeah, without a doubt. So if, if I was... In that age category, you know, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer and obviously I've owned a property for a little while, but, um, you know, the overall feeling is, is that people still understand growing wealth and, and growing equity. And, and what, one of the best ways to do that is obviously real estate. And in Calgary, particularly, you know, uh, condo market uh, has come down significantly, you know, from 2015 to 2017 on average especially in the core, the, the inner city areas, you've seen a 15% decrease in, in, in pricing. That's what I've seen, generally speaking. So to think about where you're going to put your money, you know, you're, you could be potentially purchasing in uh, Calgary a product that um, is probably, if not bottomed out, near bottoming out. And if you're strategically thinking about moving forward, you know, economists are talking about how Alberta's uh, poised to uh, lead the country in GDP this year. Uh, oil is uh, a little bit more stable. Um, employment, uh, the employment rate uh, has decreased. Um, so, you know, things are coming together to point towards uh, a growing economy. Um, and so if I was to take that into consideration and look at well, where can I put my money? I mean, even if the uh, there's no appreciation on something, you know, you invest in something that you've got to pay for. Anyone has to pay for a place to live, whether you're renting or buying. And it doesn't really make sense in the long term to be throwing your money towards someone else um, building their equity, i.e., you know, paying a landlord to rent their property. You're paying off their liabilities and they're growing the equity. If you're taking the same amount of money each month, um, and deciding where to put it, you know, it makes more sense to put it into something that you're purchasing, you're growing your equity, you're paying down the principal, and quite frankly, if I'm to look at the long term, you know, three plus years to the five year, you know, I think there's going to be some appreciation growth in Calgary, definitely in the single family market segment. Um, but, you know, it doesn't really make sense to me to be, you uh, um, just throwing money away. It, uh, you know, I don't. I don't feel that that's the overall um, ideal uh, ideology for millennials right now in Calgary. I, I see people actually taking the bull by the horns a bit uh, and and getting into the uh, the market um, and becoming homeowners instead of home renters. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you on that. And what what is it? Um, what what is that price range right now? Like, what what can you get a condo for in Calgary? Like, I, I have a lot of listeners uh, in Vancouver. Uh, chiming mm-hmm. in on this, and and you and I have done some interprovincial business here, where where people have yep. tapped into their equity in Vancouver and their equity rich homes, and they've purchased uh, real estate in Calgary and rented it out. But what can we buy a condo for in Calgary in a you know relatively hip area? 
Yeah, in the inner city, you know, the average uh, two-bedroom is going to run you about four hundred thousand, three fifty plus. Um, you know, you can get a nice one bedroom. I mean, there's a, such a cross section of properties too, but um, you know, you can get something new, uh, for example, uh, under the purchase price in uh, the sixth and tenth building, which is a, a building that just came online last August. It's a Brad J. Lamb development. Uh, right in the heart of Connaught, uh, 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 the Beltline, right down in, in, in the inner city. You can walk to, uh, uh, you know, uh, downtown, you can walk to 17th Avenue, uh, you can work, live, play, all in there, and you get a one-bedroom den uh, in, a, in a, an, an amenities-rich building that has a swimming pool, lounge, uh, all sorts of offerings, you know, for the low 300s. Uh, it's a one-bedroom den, and that's with titled parking, you know. So yeah, that's um, amazing. Like I, I'm just looking with the new mortgage rules. Um, this is not a big impact. <laughs> the mortgage rules do not impact that price point, yes. and really, this whole stress test thing, uh, it has come about as a result of what's happening in Vancouver and Toronto. So um, you know, I, I think that's a great opportunity. You get in with five percent on a 400 to 450 purchase. That's uh, you know maybe seventeen fifteen hundred to seventeen hundred dollars a month in a mortgage payment of which a lot of it is going towards principal and uh, yeah wow it, to me it sounds like a, a pretty interesting market uh, that warrants you know some strong consideration if you're looking to get into the market there's uh, some good value out there and as well on the housing side as well the single single family detached uh, those have done pretty well as, as well would you say it's bottomed out as well John or yeah my overall feeling is is that once again if it hasn't bottomed out it's very very close to that we last year 2017 particular areas for single-family sub you know 600,000 we actually saw some price increasing um, you know so there's specific areas where there's a little bit more um, driving factors uh, for people wanting to get into specific areas. There's some other areas, um, for example, in the South, I just did a report the other day, you know, from 2015 to present, uh, you know, it was a, it was a, about a 3% decrease in pricing. Um, I think moving into this year, it's going to be a nominal change, if anything, uh, for a lot of those areas, but single family market segment, um, sub 600,000 has a ton of upside. Um, so if you're getting in now, you know, with interest rates still being competitive um, and with the way everything's poised to go, I think that would be an exceptional uh, area to, to invest in. And you can get, so I'm going to be bringing a property on in Mackenzie Lake um, at 319000 That's, uh, you know, it's like a 1,200 square foot, two-story, three-bedroom um, in Mackenzie Lake. Uh, no garage or anything like that, but now you can get a fully detached property literally for the low 300s, um, you know, you get into the 450 to $550,000 range, you've got a ton of opportunity to uh, sort of have your pick as a buyer. Wow. Yeah, I know there's uh, definitely some some good listings there. I, I checked out your website. So we will uh, keep on the pulse here with John Durrell. And uh, John, where can the listeners find you at the website? Yeah, so the website that I run is johndurellrealty.ca, so that's um, J-O-H-N-D-A-R-E-L realty.ca, or you can reach me at um, 403-861-2733. We'll chat soon, man. Take care.
All right. Thanks, Marco. Today we're going to talk about how to qualify for a mortgage on a rental investment property. The main difference with this mortgage program compared to others is that it is declared an investment property rather than a principal residence from the get-go. Unlike mortgage qualification for a principal residence property, where a minimum down payment of 5% is required, a rental investment property demands a minimum of 20%. And in most cases, the down payment cannot be from gifted or borrowed sources. However, don't confuse funds for down payment acquired by financing other properties that you may own. This is an acceptable source of funds that can be used for down payment and is not considered borrowed. Another unique qualification point is that you can use the rental income of the property as qualifying income for the mortgage. However, the proportion of income you can use varies with lenders and ranges from 50 to 100%. And lastly, many lenders have limitations as to how many rental properties you can have registered under your name. Again, depending on the lender, this could vary and range from one allowable rental property to 14. If you're interested in building a rental portfolio, reach out to me directly and we can discuss in greater detail. I'm Marco Gello and this is the Mortgage Minute. All right, well, that's a wrap. Uh, I hope you got value out of today's episode. Um, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to discuss anything we talked about in uh, greater detail or any other mortgage-related matter or content. Uh, you can find me at marcogello.com. So that's Marco with a K, G-E-L-O.com. Or follow me on Facebook by searching for Mortgageonomics Canada Podcast. Also, please don't hesitate to share and tell all your friends about Mortgageonomics. This is always good. The more listeners, the better. Thanks again for your time. Talk to you later.